Hello and welcome everyone to another InventRight TV show. My name is Andrew Krause. I'm one of the co-founders here at InventRight. We have Trad, Chad Brislon, who is one of our students, and his coach, Keanu. Keanu and Chad, there you go. Okay, cool. So we invited Chad to come back because he can show his product now. It's on the market. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things. We're going to talk about um, the product, kind of how he came up with the idea. We're going to talk about how he almost burnt um, a contract manufacturer's place down to the ground by working on this product. Yeah. Come on, Chad. And we'll figure out what's going on with that. Uh, we'll talk about how he, he had a licensee, lost and found another one. I think the, the big lesson learned there. And I think Keanu wants to share a little bit about why, um, what are some of the traits that Chad has that are making him successful? And so how you can be more like Chad, as, as Keanu was just saying, which I like that. That's pretty flattering, Chad, right? Um, there you go. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about what the product is a little bit. Sure. Uh, so now that I can, I can finally, finally show it. Last time I was on, I wasn't able to show it. We weren't on the market, uh, marketplace yet. So uh, basically, what I have, I'm gonna go ahead and show it up. I have a um, fire starting bellows. It's a combination ferrocerium rod and a uh, bellows system. Uh, show that there. So for those, what, for anybody that's familiar with starting a campfire, they would look at that and go, that doesn't look familiar at all. I have right. a little ferro rod, I don't know if I'm, you know, it sparks to help make a fire. And then I have a little, it looks like an antenna, a little telescopic antenna made out of metal. And I can blow into it and put it up by the fire. And, and so what yours is doing is it's including the blower, which is the blow to smoke, stoke the fire and the ferro rod, I just call it a ferro rod because I don't know how to properly pronounce yep. it, um, to, to spark it. But anybody that's done that, if they looked at that product, they go, that's not what that is because it's so different. Right. You want to hold right. it up it's, again? Yeah, sure. This is quite a bit quite a bit different than your typical ferro rod, uh, ferrocerium, ferro rod, whatever you want to call it. Some people call it like flint and steel type of thing. Uh, if you're not familiar with, you know, outdoors and camping and survival and whatnot. Um, is basically um, it's a metal composite that you you strike down with like a like a steel plate and that creates sparks to light your tinder and most most ferro rods are just little tiny quarter inch just a little bar used one of those um, initially when I when I came up with the product this is this is my very first prototype nice. much glamorous than the, than the other one um, it was basically um, We'd be out there, and of course, I got I got the beard, you know, and you'd be down there uh, blowing on your fire to get it going. Um, this allowed you to to take a step back. Um, I didn't initially have the the ferro rod on there. I just used it as the bellows, and always had my ferro rod with me. Um, well, once I joined InventRight, you know, I, I kind of got into the whole product development, and this I chose this product to develop out, and that's. That's the feature that I added that ultimately allowed me to get it. Uh, well, now, to make it what, what's really unique is neither Keanu or myself, who've done a little bit of camping, familiar with making a fire, probably not as much as some bushcraft dude or something, but we know a little bit. Um, we, we've never seen a ferro rod. It's always a solid piece, right? And you kind of right. strike it. But what, what's different that you did here? What did you do? Uh, basically, we took. Uh, it's kind of difficult to show from. I don't know. I can show you see the hole that just goes down the the center there. Um, 
most of them don't have that, and that kind of leads into the story about how we almost burnt the supplier's warehouse down. Yeah, we want uh, to hear they that. Were trying to manufacture this, I initially took, I found a half-inch ferro rod, a uh, solid one, and took it to my buddy's machine shop, and he had the same issues. Of course, they're designed to spark. That's what they're for. So uh, he, he had some sparks going on when uh, he did the initial prototype, and then when we found the supplier um, overseas, they, uh, they had a few things kind of catch on fire, and it, it's, they didn't see a... Um, like a feasible way to, to manufacture it uh, large scale. And the project was almost scrapped. We were almost to the point where we had to call it quits on it uh, just because we couldn't find a supplier that could could pull off what we were trying to do. And like a couple weeks before we were really ready to call it quits, they reached back out and said, hey, we got it. We got this process and it had to do with adding the water and all that stuff while um, while they were drilling the hole down the center and, and were able to make it work uh, large scale so well that's, that's i mean that's a, a great story keanu isn't it that the, you know they were they were like oh yeah, we like this product and then they look into some of the manufacturing and there's an issue and now and sometimes the inventor will help out with the solution and then other times they figure it out on their own it sounds like yep. they figured it out on their own a little bit did you guide them a little bit well why don't you try this or try that or Oh, they, I mean, they, they really took it, uh, took the project on as far as, you know, trying to figure out a solution to it. Cause I mean, mm -hmm. I knew we were able to accomplish it in the, in the local machine shop. I mean, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was sparking there too, but, um, it was really going to have to be up to them with their, their knowledge of, of the industry to be able to, to pull that off on a large scale, you know? Yeah, so I think what Chad, I think what Chad did well was, uh, patience. I think he, he executed patience at that time. I think Chad and I, Chad, Chad's, Chad is a dude. I mean, Chad works on a lot of different things. And I think he took that time, the opportunity to focus on only the things that he could control. That was something that really he couldn't control at that time. And, you know, Chad recognized that and he went out and focused on other ideas. Or I can't remember what we were doing at the time, Chad. You're doing a lot of things. We were talking about making royalties and buying yachts and all kinds of there stuff. There you go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, a couple conversations like that. And that's what, that's, that's one of the things that you preach. Cause I, I'm, I'm not a patient person. You know, I, you know, I'm hesitate for, I have a hard time not calling him now. I'd be like, how many have we sold? How many have we sold? You know, and after that first weekend, I got a hold of him. I was like, I promise I'm not going to call you every day. But I said, how'd we do on the opening weekend? You know, I just wanted to know, uh, you know, how, it, how it all took off and, we sold one over the first weekend, so that was awesome. But, uh, <laughs> <was the> first. <laughs> hey, Keanu, is that is that a common thing that it comes up that um, the inventor and the potential licensee has some manufacturing issue and they figure it out? I mean, is that pretty normal? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Um, I think Chad's ability. You're right, Chad. I'm not a patient person either. I'm very impatient. Um, have a strong sense of urgency, just like you, but. Um, being able to to uh, to be patient in those times is something that I don't think gets talked about enough. That's that's one way you uh, uh, maintain that relationship with your licensee, and then they say, okay, you know, Chad, he wasn't pressuring us. He allowed us to do what we needed to do, and I think it worked out for the best. Nice. Well, and that's one of the things that you talked about too is focusing. Uh, you said that in the last the last interview also. Focus on the things that you can control because some of that stuff is just. There's hangups. I mean, we had logistic mm -hmm. issues throughout of it. Our goal was for it to be on in the market by September. 
uh, ended up being January, which I mean, it's not too far off, you know, but things, things happen, you know, so there was, there was a couple logistic issues we had to work out and whatnot, mm-hmm. but you, I mean, a lot of that stuff is out of your control. And that's where it's beneficial to be working on more than one project. Cause I had these three or four other products that I was able to, you know, get a prototype out or work on a sell sheet in the weeks that I'm waiting on these guys and stuff. And like, that that's probably put me further ahead than anything because now I now the product's on you know it's out it's for sale uh, we, we've been making sales but I, I'm also quite a bit further along on these other products um, I have one that fingers crossed I'm I'm hoping to to sign a deal on soon I have a couple of them that are just kind of in the prototype stage but the point is is I'm 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 not set back by that now I have so. a question about that Chad I mean when you when you first did your like I remember for me, but when you signed the deal, when you saw that this hit the market, what kind of motivator was that for you? Did it really motivate you to to work on your other projects? Like what happened? You know, oh, as yeah, all this is going on. The license ten more right after that, because well, it, if if you recall, as soon as it went, he told me it went live. I sent you a text, and about ten seconds later, Keanu's calling me, and he was <laughs> just as excited as I was. So. Yeah, it's it's a big motivator, you know, that really lets you know, like, hey, you know, every step when you sign the deal, you're like, hey, that's a real thing. This can happen. You know what I mean? And then it comes out on the market. And I mean, that just blows you away. I mean, something that, you know, a year, half, a year and a half ago is just like an idea. And then now, now it's out there, you know, so that's a big motivator that makes you want to put the pedal down and get the get these other products going, too. You know, now there was another reason why this maybe wasn't wasn't going to work out didn't you have interest from a company that was either dragging their feet or just and and what did you do yeah so um just uh i think it was like a month or, a month or so into the process of actually reaching out to companies i had a company that saw it they they were all for it they were ready to pull their ferro rod off of their website sell ours exclusively and i was like wow that was, that was easy you know so um then one thing led to another they got excuse me, got talking to other people in the company and one, you know, differing opinions and kind of veered off track. And next thing you know, I ended up kind of getting ghosted by those guys for two or three months. Well, in the meantime, since I hadn't licensed the deal, I was still reaching out to other companies and while all of this was going on, you know, still sending myself sheets and talking to people and whatnot. And then, um, yeah, that uh, that initial one that kind of just died out. Well, and then I had found uh, Off Grid Tools, and they were all for it. We were able. To, um, of course, you guys met Todd and me and Todd last yeah. time we were on. We were on for bridging the gap, mm-hmm. and uh, Todd's a great guy. And I was able to call call the other uh, potential licensee back and get my get my prototype back and tell him, you know, yeah. that we signed a deal. You did what we teach here at InventRight. I mean, a lot of people at that point, if you got that interest, you're like, oh, these are my guys, right? Mm-hmm. And But, you know, if, if you, you hadn't did. been reaching out to other companies, you would have wasted three months, but you didn't. You kept reaching out to more companies. And so, guys, everybody listening, if that's not, that's a very important lesson. This stuff will take you freaking forever if every time you get a little interest, you stop calling others. Like if, if Chad did that, he would have wasted three months and then maybe got interest from another and he stopped calling again. And then a month and a half went by and then he stopped calling. You can drag this thing out forever. And so we teach well, people I mean, not to do that. You, if, you're, if you're just getting started with this and I told you a year and a half ago this was an idea, you're like, wow, a year and a half. I mean, that's, that's some time. I mean, yeah. 
It isn't. It isn't. I mean, for this this type of business, that's not that's not an unreasonable amount of time. But to to get something going like that, if you were to have to invest that much time or or more in each product, you know what I mean. If you can have multiple products going in the pipeline or at different stages at the same time, that's going to benefit you the most because at some point it's going to click. It's going to real. You're going to realize what what part you were missing or what you needed to do to make this happen. And 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 then all of those are going to go forward, you yeah. know. And yeah. it's a lengthy process, so you might as well do it as efficiently as you can. So, so Keanu, in in closing, you know, I, I you you wanted to talk a little bit about what makes Chad successful and how people can be more like Chad. We already shared a few of those things, right? Actually, before yeah, I, I I do want to get to that, but I do have a question for Chad, like because I'm just curious, what out of the whole process was the most challenging for you because you, you've been killing it and i'm just curious if there's anything that you are like oh yeah that was the hardest for me i'm just curious um i would say i have to say the patience part of it to be honest with you i mean the stuff that and you guys say it all the time the stuff that you're teaching is not it's not overly complicated no, none of the steps are really very complicated as long as you're just just follow the follow the steps you know you guys lay it all out there the way it's supposed to be but the biggest challenge for me i think was just being patient and mm -hmm. as you know like like we've talked about a million times you you always want those immediate results and, and that that doesn't always happen the way that you want it to but I, i'd say the best solution for that is like we've just talked about the persistence just staying with it and i mean that's that's been awesome you know i, I I can't believe that I have a product out on the on the shelf. You know, two years ago, that wasn't even a, a thought in my head. You know what I mean? I, I'm in construction, you know, and uh, so so now I, I do construction during the summer. And then when we're we're laid off in the winter, you know, product development is is my full time job in, in the winter when I'm laid off. So well, I, and, and you know, you up. you said persistence, but you actually gave your other solution, which is multiple projects. And a lot of companies per project. You gave that earlier. You said that was, you know, one of the solutions. So you don't um, feel as impatient when you have so many projects mm -hmm. you're working on. Like you're barely rolling around to the older one, and right. and you just and it's and some time has passed, you know, or what have you, because you got those irons in the fire. You've done a, <coughs> Keanu. I can say I observed this, even though Chad wasn't my student. He's been doing that pretty early on. Mm -hmm. I find that a lot of our students, they don't do that till a little bit later. And he started pretty early on working on multiple projects, as I recall, correct me if I'm right wrong. Right from the start. I think I, he had yeah. three, three right. ideas right from the start. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it was that op being able to, I tell people, <clears throat> you know, being able to operate in a paradox where you're doing two completely different things, right? So you have to have such a strong sense of urgency but also be immensely patient. <laughs> you have to have both at the same time. And the patience was something that I had to develop over time. And I could see Chad is starting to become more patient too. Um, and you're right, Andrew, one way to curb that impatience is work on more projects because now you've got all these timelines and it just helps a little bit. It really does help. Would you say, would you agree, Chad? Like when you're working yeah. on all these things, it, it kind of, it, that one project doesn't seem so high, you know high pressure anymore. Yeah, it seems overwhelming, especially if like you're look you're looking at the licensing of just tr just um, trying to get over the hurdle of getting one started. It's not like you have to come rolling out with ten ideas. The point of it for me was 
as long as you were accomplishing something during that day, whether you were working on a sell sheet or or making calling one company, you know what I mean. As long as I was making some sort of sort of progress toward it, because I I just didn't I didn't want to let that the the idea like you know fizzle out in my head and abandon it because like this this thing wasn't working and, and whatnot. But um, it doesn't have to be so overwhelming. You you just pick you know pick pick something to keep you busy in the meantime so you're not driving yourself nuts while you're waiting for an answer. But, it, but it's a very good, very productive busy. It'll be working on two or three projects instead of one. That's that's not just busy work. That That's keeping you busy, but it's also yeah. keeping you from getting anxious. I love those two words, productive and progress. Like when I was mm. going through, I recognized, because I think a lot of inventors say, I don't have you know, four hour, you know, I work 16 hour days, so I don't have, and then when I'm done with my day, I have to go spend time with my family. So I really don't have much time, maybe an hour a week. But, um, you know, cause some people think I would love to do this all day. Right. And, but I see people do that, but they're not productive and they're making mm -hmm. no progress. I mean, I can see, I can like to Chad's point, you make one phone call that could be significant progress. Right. Or if you send an email, that's significant progress, you know, relative to someone who maybe spends, you know, 12 hours coming up with new ideas, but they never email a company. Yeah. I would say the person who emailed the company made more progress than the person well, who just jotted that, an idea. Once I was ready is I didn't feel like I was once I was ready to reach out to companies, I didn't feel like I was making any progress unless I was actually reaching out to at least one person a day, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, you get in that mindset. So if you reach out to one, you're going to be like, all right, well, chances are you're going to reach out to more than one. You're not just going to get all set up and just call one person. So that just kind of gets, gets you rolling. Yeah. On it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, for everyone listening at home, Chad was like that from the very first call. I which got is out. unusual. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, and then I, was, I was a little bit like that too. Thing. I was like, well, you stick me with somebody who's ready to get some stuff done and, and you put me with the right coach. So nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Well, uh, it's great seeing your product there, Chad. That's absolutely amazing. I love it. Um, Keanu, thanks for your input as well. And um, yeah, I I think we're going to be inviting Chad back for more products. I know we are, as a matter of fact. Oh yeah. I have that confidence in Chad. Um, for anybody who wants to check it out, it's uh, the the products for sale on the Off Grid Tools website. Um, right now we're um, we're Finishing up some paperwork with Amazon, and we got a couple of like brick and mortar retailers that were in the process of that. But as of right now, it is uh, live and for sale on Off Grid Tools website. So what's what's the website? Uh, Do you know? We'll put it down uh, below off, in the description. Uh, off, I think it's just Off Grid Tools. Just Off Grid Tools dot com. All right, we'll put it, it in the description. Yep. Okay. Hope so everyone check it out, take a look, and yeah, we're excited to have it out there and find out what everybody thinks and. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully they sell a boatload of them. <laughs> well, thank you, Chad, and thank you, Keanu. I think there's definitely, whenever we do these, we want to inspire you, and we want to teach you a few things. And if we just do those two things, we were successful. If we inspired you, you see somebody that wasn't that far off from where you are now, and he's licensed the product, or she's licensed the product, that's very encouraging. And um, and then there's less. There was a bunch of lessons that we learned in here. If you guys missed that, go back, watch it again. And uh, I want to remind you guys to take care and keep inventing. We'll catch up with you guys next time. See ya. Bye.